1: Back, and we thank you for being with us. Now, it may not be Thursday when you're listening to this because everybody's into podcasts these days, and we're glad to follow along with that trail. We are still live radio every day, but you can always find these programs, the visual and the visual and auditory uh, programs at The View from a Pew on pod sites, and uh, you go to uh, YouTube and put in The View from a Pew, and coming soon, even something even more exciting, and we'll share that with you probably next week. All right, my co-host this week, as always, is Delmar Austin, and the question is this. What does the Bible say about... The Palestinian and Israel. What, what What's the Bible say? And you said a little bit ago that you did not feel that God, you say it the way you were going to say it.
0: Well, I don't believe that the Bible teaches that, that Israel has a biblical right to the land of Palestine. Okay.
1: That, that's what I was trying to say.
0: I don't think it's there in Scripture, although a, a lot of people, I believe, uh, try to use Scripture to, to support that. But I think one of the things that they really overlook is the, um, one of the most significant prophecies uh, that has to do with, the, uh, with Jesus and what Jesus was going to do is found in Daniel chapter 9. And it also talks about Israel. It talks about God's people. So I want to look at that today and uh, try to understand what's happening in Daniel chapter 9. Daniel is an old man by the time he gets a vision uh, from God. Right? Well, a vision by an angel that comes. It's it's uh, the angel Gabriel. Daniel has been in captivity for about 70 years now. Good <laughs> okay? He was carried away as a young man, if you remember that story, and then he's been there uh, for some time, and God had said through the prophet Jeremiah that it would be a captivity that would last for 70 years. So we're getting close to that time when when the captivity will end, and Daniel is wondering, Will they ever let us free? Will they let us go back to the land of of Israel and Israel can be reestablished again because they've all, all they've been taken into captivity and into slavery and now they want to go back again. So Daniel's praying about this. As he's thinking about the future of his country and what will take place. He gets this vision of Gabriel. Gabriel appears to him, and Gabriel has some information from God. And it, it there is a lot that is in this text. We're going to go over some of the highlights in order to better understand it. What did Gabriel tell Daniel about what was coming to his people, but also in terms of the covenant? How was the covenant going to be fulfilled? Verse 24 of Daniel chapter 9. He said, 70 weeks are determined. (laughs) Now, uh, there's a lot to to, uh, unpack right there. 70 weeks, many times in Bible prophecy, uh, a time period is given according to um, a a rule of prophetic understanding. And that rule is a year for a day. Or a day for a year excuse me a day for day a year for a year yeah so so if you have this this principle and you understand this principle when it says seventy weeks well how many days is that well it's 70 days and if it says 70 or not not 70 but 490 days 70 weeks seven seven days in a week right 490 days but if it's prophetic then it's 490 years. So it's talking about a period of about 500 years. 70 weeks are determined for what? For your people and your holy city. Okay, this has to do for the people of Israel and for Jerusalem what's going to be happened. And then what does he say? To finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to bring reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness. These are things that describe the covenant. And what we understand was done through Jesus Christ. As Jesus Christ came and was the sacrificial lamb, the lamb that all the sacrifices pointed to, he was that one that died for the sins of Of the world. So Jesus comes to resolve that problem of sin to make an end of sin also to seal up vision and prophecy and this doesn't mean hide it away someplace it means to fulfill it Jesus fulfilled the prophecies that talked about him coming and dying for the sins of the world and to anoint the most holy Jesus is the most holy Jesus is the one that was anointed this is just in the first verse here that of what Uh Gabriel told Daniel. Then verse 25, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince. This is a messianic prophecy. What what is the time frame he's giving here? There shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks and the street shall be built again and the wall even in troublesome time. He's saying there's going to be a... 62 weeks and 7 and and uh, excuse me 7 weeks is 69 weeks that is altogether 69 out of that 70 week or 490 year period what he's saying is the messiah is going to come in connection with this time period and he is going to be the one that fulfills prophecies he is the one That we have been looking for. The Messiah is going to come. Verse 26. And after the 62 weeks, this is the 62 and the 9, or the 7, which equals 69, the Messiah shall be cut off. But not for himself. Did that indeed happen? When Jesus came to this world, when he began his ministry, he was cut off. He was put to death. He died on a cross. Mm -hmm. It fulfills what the Bible is saying here, but not for himself, not because he was a sinner, not because he was wrong, but because he was cut off for the sins of this world. He was allowed to die so he could pay the debt of our sins. And then it goes on. And here a lot of people get off. Because they believe that it's talking about the same prince. Guess what? In Daniel chapter 9, there are two princes. One is Messiah Prince. And that makes it very uh, uh, clear that what the Messiah does, he comes to fulfill the covenant. But there is another prince that is in here. He is the prince to come. And what will he do? Notice he doesn't do the same things in dying for sins, what does he do? He shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood until the end of the war. Desolations are determined. So what is going to happen to God's people and to God's city? There's going to come another prince and he is going to come and he is going to bring desolation. That would be the prince of darkness. Well, it would actually be a real prince that was in the world Satan was working through. Satan okay. works through a lot of different people. Okay. But here is a man who is the head of the Roman army because he is the son of the Roman emperor. Is The Roman emperor's name was Vespasian. And the son was a man by the name of Titus who eventually becomes the Roman emperor when his father dies. He is a prince. He is a Roman prince. What happened after the time of Jesus? Conditions between the Romans and the Jews only got worse. They began to break down. And finally, Titus brings the army into Jerusalem. What does he do? He destroys the city. He destroys the temple. And, and Jewish people flee away from from uh, not only Jerusalem, but away from the land of Israel because the Romans are carrying out these things. There are a group of, of Jews that stay. They try to uh, provide some kind of resistance against Rome. You might remember the story in history of Masada. When they go up into the uh, fortress and they try to hold off the Romans, that's just uh, two or three years later. And uh, eventually, they end up dying too, and it's it's it is a sad story. But it's told right here in the book of Daniel uh, over 500 years before it happens. Daniel is explaining about it, and even Jesus, even Jesus refers to this when he's talking in the book of of uh, of uh, Matthew, and he's explaining about things that are are to come. And he talks about uh, the abomination of desolation that is spoken of in the book of Daniel. He refers back to it.
1: It's yet to come in Jesus' time. Well, that's going to wrap up uh, Thursday. Tomorrow, where do we go from here? Try to come up with some type of historical solution. And again, we're just telling you what the Bible says. No, no, so far, no sides have been taken. I will talk a little bit about if we've got time next week or the, uh, tomorrow as I think about these type of things. All right. It is that time of the day when we thank you for listening. We appreciate you listening. And remember, you can always email me at mac, M-A-C, like macaroni, at com. Love to hear from you, what you like and what you don't. Most importantly, your praise for Jesus and the the furthering of this amazing kingdom he's built here on oh, Earth. Yeah. Divine Truth Christian Store Where you'll find
0: more